Hello and welcome to the Burlington Brief. I'm Sarah Eshelman. I'm Sydney Bowles. And we're here to be your guide to the week's news in Burlington, Massachusetts. So, Sydney, this week really feels like a preview for next week. Um, so we're going to talk about what's going on, but we're not going to really be able to tell you all specifics because town meeting, town meeting is next week, right? Next week. Next week. So, Sydney, can you remind us, um, our listeners and myself, because I forgot, um, what town meeting is, um, how does it work, and just what what's going on? So town meeting is Burlington's legislative body. It's 126 members who represent seven different geographical districts in town. Uh, And by the way, there are seats open for all seven districts in the next election. So if you want to get more involved in local politics, now's your chance. And you can still file paperwork. Oh, yeah. Now's the time before Feb 14. But that's a side note. The main thing is that this is the body that approves any zoning changes that um, does all the, the approves final budgeting. The boards and committees come up with what they want to do, but a lot of it really has to go through town meeting. It's kind of interesting. It's this, it's this quirky little form of government that some New England communities have, and Burlington's one of them, so I guess that makes us kind of special. That's pretty exciting. So we've got a big one next week. Um, can you tell us what's what's on tap? What's going on for next week? Sure. So there are 18 articles on the warrant, um, and it's kind of a variety of things. Um, the, one is the continuation of the Windview Heights saga. I think this is something we talked about on the show. I remember show. this one. So yeah. this was, um, can you remind listeners what happened with that one? So this is a this is a, um, a proposed senior housing development. It would be up on a hill. Some of the units would be affordable. Uh, last year, the select board voted to sign a letter of support to the state, encouraging them to permit this development. Um so uh, the state or the the town couldn't approve it themselves. They were just saying to the state, hey, we do want this actually. Um, but members of the community who opposed the development wanted town meeting in September to issue their own letter countering the select board that the state could also take into consideration. Kind of a way to say, hey, the select board might support this, but the whole community is not on board. So in September, what happened was because that um, letter of opposition was not on the warrant. Uh, town moderator Bill Byer said, "Nope, put the kibosh on it. We're not going to talk about it." I do it remember that. It was pretty that. dramatic. A lot of right. there was almost a vote to uh, sort of overrule his decision. Um, they didn't have the numbers for that, and so effectively, that same coalition of neighbors is back again. This time, this is on the warrant, so there will be a vote, and we'll see if if town meeting votes to send their own letter of opposition uh, to the project to the state. Gotcha. So at least they were able to get their concern on the warrant, you know, properly for it to be debated. Right. Gotcha. I will also say, I mean, I think this is something that was not fully hashed out in the last meeting. There were some folks who were saying, you know, Bill Byer was inconsistently applying rules about what could and couldn't be discussed if it wasn't on the warrant. You know, Byer says, well, them's the rules. I'm not going to bend the rule in this instance. This is the rule. So it, there's just a lot of tension here. There's a lot of baggage. And so mm. I'm imagining this is going to be a tense one on, on Monday. Ooh, that, that can be interesting to follow. And hopefully now that's maybe a little bit more on the warrant, maybe there's like a little bit more procedure. Right. Hopefully people will come in feeling calmer. Right. Um, what else is going on? We got we got the Wind Street um, view heights going on. What else is happening? So, um, there's also, we're, we're doing, we're doing hard chambers. The, the Kia dealership also wants to expand. I feel like we're just like rehashing all the stuff that we've been talking I know, about. All this is because I mean, familiar. this yeah. is how, this is how local government works, right? These, these petitioners, these businesses, 
community members take their concerns to a, a subcommittee, to a committee, to a board. Committee members discuss it. Staff members work with them on the language of it. And slowly it works its way up until it gets to town meeting, who really, it's the legislative body. They have the final say. So it all, all of these things sort of um, percolate. Bubble up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and then they make it to town meeting, and that's when things really get decided. So this is kind of the uh, the season finale of the last <laughs> the last four months of Burlington politics. So, right, so the Herb Chambers Kia of Burlington, they want to expand their dealership at 93 Cambridge Street. Again, in September, they withdrew their article after they learned that community members were planning to voice their opposition. Now they say they've talked to the community and they're back essentially asking for the same zoning change. Again, this is really a rehash. Um, we here on this show have talked about Herb Chambers wanting to beautify the, the front the front area they say you know new expanded developments don't necessarily new dealerships excuse me don't add to traffic very much residents in an area say hey this is a residential community we don't want this significantly expanded footprint they're concerned about traffic they're concerned about road safety and i think just about having that kind of a big dealership right in their backyard so we'll see we'll see what happens like how the conversation goes exactly gotcha. exactly and actually not to go back on i know notes listeners there was one thing we want to talk a little bit about housing because i think going back to the wind street you said there was affordable housing is there pushback against the idea of affordable housing because we do really need it in this community like what was the pushback there we really do um fun fact uh 2022 housing needs assessment found that burlington would need 2250 affordable housing units to meet demand winview heights has about six if i'm remembering correctly that so it's not even close it doesn't <laughs> even scratch the surface of how much we need and so residents that i've i'm thinking of of um sarah Colley has really been the, the voice of this issue i think at um various meetings and committees and stuff she says she's not opposed to the idea of affordable housing. They're saying this this hill is too steep. The development would potentially um, cause some erosion that could impact houses further down the hill. And it's kind of a remote location that would um, potentially impact uh, – it would be hard for seniors to get access to resources. Potentially it would be harder for ambulances to, to get up there. So that's, that's sort of there. So it's more of an issue of location um, and not so much like – the reality, though, this that Burlington needs more affordable housing. Right. And then, right. you know, I feel like I have to, to play all sides of the, the coin here. I think the counter argument to that is, well, where do you want to put it? Burlington doesn't have a ton of available land mm -hmm. to put 2,250 affordable units. So if this piece of land is not um, perfectly ideal, like frankly, what is. Right. And I think this is a larger discussion that's been going on for a while. I think every central community is having this discussion about how can we creatively create the space when um, up and down, I mean, I, I live up on the North Shore, we're very heavily settled. Um, like just everywhere in this um, state is a lot of settlement. So how can we address sort of a it's been a, an issue that's been decades in the making yeah this is totally not a burlington specific issue but yeah. it is an issue in burlington and, and this is this is what it looks like yeah. um so There's some other other some things, other things right? yeah. yeah um so these are just smaller we won't go into them in as much detail um a planet fitness center wants to relocate and they need a specific zoning change for that we're updating the floodplain zoning language to map up match up with the latest maps from fema uh, the town wants to sell a property at 119 South Bedford Street. They want to update rules for filling town meeting vacancies that happen between elections. Um, and this one is kind of interesting to me, actually. This last one, um, 
the there's a the warrant article to ask the town to set up a subcommittee to look into electronic voting systems for town meetings. So to clarify, that'll be um, members of town meeting. So not like it's not like an election voting booth where we have it in November. It's the members of town meeting voting electronically. We talked about this before about remote. Like, is this at all related to all that? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, to clarify when right now, when town meeting members vote, effectively, they vote by raising their hands. Um, Town meeting is a form of government from hundreds of years ago. It really is 126 people or however many are in the room. You know, if you support this, put your hand up and then the moderator counts them. That's really how it happens. That can take a while though, can it? It can take a while. And frankly, you know, the way that it's, that the way that it works is that if it's, if it looks anywhere near too close to call, the moderator will say, all right, stand up. He'll appoint a couple of counters to physically count each and every one so that there's an actual count if it looks like it's close. But, you know, a lot of the time it's, you know, 90% of people are mostly in favor. So it's not, they don't have to do that kind of count. But it is very, like, very manual, very one by one. Mm-hmm. And 126 people is a lot. So it's a it, lot. It, yeah. And especially you're voting, especially this upcoming one, you're voting on so many different things. Right. Um, although, frankly, 18 is not as many as it could be. Mm. But so this this electronic voting system would be a really big change. And I think there's a there's a feeling, I think, of um this happened too you're right in the last one that you mentioned where we were thinking about um allowing hybrid town meetings where i think there's a real um people really cherish the the intimacy the slowness the um the in-person magic of of town meeting as it exists now where we're all in the same room. We're hashing it out with our neighbors. We just actually had the Iowa caucuses for the, um, you know, the national election right. just recently. I think there's a similar kind of um, like, a little nostalgia, but also like we've been doing this forever. Like, as you said, a couple yeah. hundred years now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, this is just a committee to see if we want it. It's not a yes okay. or no. Are we going to do it? But I think there is a real question happening in general right now about like what do we want town meeting to look like of course town meeting is not what it was in 1799 um we have you know screens that project the the text of the warrant articles we have microphones that get passed around it's a high-tech operation bcat my employer live streams it so you know it's it's a high-tech operation already um this would just be another another you know way to evolve Mm -hmm. town meeting if it ends up happening it sounds like a lot is going on next week. So um, next week's episode, are we just going to do a recap of what happened? I think it's a pretty solid bet. Oh, excellent. So, hey, Cindy, let's just go ahead and land the plane as we usually do. Um, with We're going to talk about what we were watching, reading, and listening to. Okay, let's do it. Sarah, what are you watching or reading or listening to? I am listening to the audiobook of Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Um, trying to race through it because I think it's due in four days and I still have six hours left. So I'm trying to (laughs) finish it. Um, A colleague of mine has just been enthusiastically recommending the book. I'm really enjoying it. Um, And it's kind of an interesting sci-fi speculative fiction reflection on technology. It's pretty interesting. It's very, very fast paced. I'm enjoying it so far. It was made into a TV show too recently, right? TV show or movie? Movie maybe? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm part of me listening to him thinking, how do they make this? In-? Just so much when reading the book, you're like, how can you make this into a movie? So I'm kind of curious to see that. Um, what are you listening, reading, etc.? 
I am listening to Old Gods of Appalachia. It is a horror anthology podcast about the things that come up from the mines in uh, Kentucky and West Virginia. I used to live and work in Appalachian, Kentucky, uh, and it's it's really nice and nostalgic to hear the accents and sort of the the gothic quality of life in the mountains. They really capture that is very it, effectively. I'm so curious because I know of a friend who worked for the podcast Lore. Is this historical or is this fictional? It is very fictional. Okay, yeah, fictional. Extremely yeah. like horror movie stuff, you know, monsters coming up the road, their <laughs> eyes gleaming like coals, Ooh, you know, that kind I, of stuff. I, I think I'm too much of a chicken to listen to that one, but that sounds great. <laughs> I, I'm very into it. Excellent. So that is the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Sydney Bowles. I'm Sarah Schleman. And we'll see you next week.